Hi, Chris Fallon here. Thanks for tuning in to my podcast. I'm so excited about my new show, Cultural Catalyst, where we help you to learn how to live fully alive, co-labor with God, and change the world. You can watch it weekly on my YouTube channel or listen to it here. Hope you enjoy it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Cultural Catalyst. I'm Chris Valentin, and I'm with Jamela Page, who's one of our revival group leaders and also one of the leaders of our school ministry. Welcome. Hi. Good to be here. This is our second interview. It's pretty exciting. (laughs) I'm excited to be here, yeah. Yeah, and our first interview inspired so much interaction, people commenting, and so I'm really excited that really that's the the interview, your first interview is the... We, we had more interaction in that interview than anything we've done. So super excited to, to um, talk about race, talk about connection, talk about cultivating cultures that um, where people learn how to interact yes, and, yeah. and how to value people who come from different places and different people groups and so on and so forth. Yes, yeah. Uh, we had a, a, a lively conversation last time, so super yes, excited. Did. And in our previous conversation, you shared profound revelation, how the Lord spoke to you about people groups. I don't want to take a ton of time and review the whole thing. Right. But if you give a two or three minute overview about, so that this connects to that, that would right. be awesome. Well, uh, I mentioned that in studying, I've found out that the children of Israel that made the mass exodus from, from Egypt yeah. were actually not just biologically connected um, that there were foreigners and that there yeah. were people of various races in that group. And so um, they were more predominantly a theocracy than they were related by biology. Um, and so in that way, their their devotion to God was what made them a family. Wow. Yeah. That, that's kind of the Abraham father of many nations was that's already right. kind of happening naturally among the Israelites. Right. Right. So they weren't. They really weren't all all of one race. Right. Exactly. But they were one people because they all loved God. They all loved God, and God even when you read the account of the Passover, God even talked about um, making making space. So if the foreigner is here, then this is what you'll do in order that they can um, participate in the Passover. If the sojourner is here, then this is how they can be a part of the Passover. And and so there were people in Egypt who were not biologically Jewish or Hebrew, but they were theologically, here I am messing up words. They were theologically um, part of the children of Israel because they said, your God is my God. That's so good. So they made the the exodus with them. Yeah, Yeah, they were proselytes, actually, right? Right. So in in that day, we would say, like we would look at it now and say, well, well, we're all all saved into the same body of Christ. Mm -hmm. Back then, they weren't saved. right. But they they were proselytized and became Jewish by, as you said, by their theology. Now you got me doing it. Right. I can't even say the word. Right. Their theology. And and I think, you know, there were various ways they did it. They did it through marriage. They did it through um, community, just, you know, becoming comrades, brothers in in their enslavement. Um, So there were multiple ways that various races, races were introduced to the children of Israel and became part of the children of God. That's and and now of course we have salvation. Right. So people come in salvation. We got lots of questions uh, mm-hmm. that we had people write in. The topic uh, uh, you know it's, it's, I know it's complex and complicated but a lot of people are asking the question how do we practically cultivate families among diverse cultures mm-hmm. in the church? 
and I, I would add, not even in the church, like, you know, but like how do we make friends with people and honor, honor their culture? And can you speak to how you've seen this practically, you know, work out in people's lives? Right. I, I mean, we see our kids do it in school all the time. <laughs> totally. They meet someone and they are just curious about the things that matter to them. So in your case, yeah. you meet me. Something that's really important to you is family. When we met, that was the first thing you asked me about. Mm -hmm. So tell me. Tell me about yourself. Are you married? Do you have any kids? And in telling you that and telling you that I was moving here, all the, all the things that related to what my family was doing at that point, yeah. we became connected. Yeah. So caring about things that we care about and then finding out, is there a common place where we stand on these issues, on these, these um, ideas? Uh, that's one way to do it. Um, another way that I've seen it in church specifically is like, um, I think we're at a point where we just have to genuinely and intentionally seek out people that don't look like us. Yeah. Um, and not to say that we wait for them to come into our church building, but in our everyday lives. Yeah. You know, who are we interacting with that is different? Who, who are we um, wanting to be connected to that, that we care about um, as a human and not just as an other? Right. Yeah. So, I, oh, I have this Indian friend and I'm going to invite him over because he's Indian. No, I'm going to invite him over because he has a great smile or yeah. he's uh, an amazing fisher. He always seems to come back with all these fishermen stories, yeah. you know, just relating to people as people. Yeah. Um, I think part of the question you asked me is um, where have I seen it play out practically? Yeah. So, I, I mean, when we came here, we came here from Seattle. Yeah. And our church there was very diverse. Uh, we had Asian, black, white, uh, Hispanic. And it wasn't just a little sprinkling of diversity. Yeah. It was a truly robustly diverse church. And one of the things that we were really careful about is on the platform, we had um, an emphasis on making sure anyone in our congregation could look up on the platform and see themselves represented. Got it. Yeah, there's. It, I guess it's um, it's a sense of just that is a physical view of the fact that you have value for different cultures. Mm -hmm. I, I think that, I, you know, I think that there's a challenge among certain people groups, a, a fear. I mm -hmm. think there's a fear because if you've lived in the United States for, let's say your family's been in the United States for 50 years, mm -hmm. then you may be Asian. You may be like my grandparents came from Spain you, you know, I, I would say this is a melting pot, really, right. Yeah. right? But if you've been here for 15 years, you're an American, right? Right. And and you you pretty much have been Americanized, whatever that means, right? right? But if you see a black person or, a, like, we have some a lot of Chinese people in our school who, who are first generation mm -hmm. or second generation, right? And what I'm getting at is that I'm not saying they're not Americans. Let me be clear, because I was, I was about to say it in a way I wouldn't agree with. Mm -hmm. But they actually have a culture that wouldn't be common to the person who grew up five generations in America. Right, right. right? And, and those cultural aspects, like my grandparents, my grandparents came over uh, to Sp from Spain. They landed in Hawaii they, and as children. And when they became adults, they picked, uh, they picked uh, sugarcane there. Mm. So my grandparents actually brought Spanish culture with them. Right. 
and I was raised in Spanish culture. You know, we kind of joke about it with the cassonettes and the Spanish food. My grandparents spoke Spanish. Mm-hmm. And so they actually had a culture. Mm-hmm. It, it, they weren't, they were Americans. Of course, they were Americans. Right. But they weren't yet Americanized, if that right. makes sense. Right. Where my grandkids have that Spanish blood, but they, they would be very Americanized. They, they laugh when I tell them the stories of what we ate. And, right. You know, the, my grandfather's sense of humor and all, all of it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that sometimes it's just the fear of, I don't, I don't get that, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And, and I don't want to offend it. So I, I sort of stay away from it. Right. You, you, you know, you know, I don't, you know, what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say. I do know. And I, I mean, you can feel when people are treating you that way. Yeah. Like I'm going to uh, not absolutely. approach certain conversations with you and I'm not going to broach topics with you that I feel are racy, <laughs> pun intended. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but, but you feel it and it creates this barrier. Okay. So then you're not comfortable with me bringing all of myself. So I'm saying I, I would love, I mean, this, this yeah. being the show that helps people be fully alive, I would yeah. love for us to be more um, human mm-hmm. in our interactions on the topic. Yeah. Because there are some genuine questions that I would have about your Spanish upbringing. Yeah. Um, and I, I think what you're saying, you know, if, if I know your story correctly, you're like second generation American. Yeah. Because your I grandfather's am. Spanish. He came gra- to this country. Yeah, my grandfather's Spanish. So my mother is fully Spanish. Mm-hmm. So I'd actually be third generation. Okay. Yeah. So so then I would want to know about that. Yeah. You know, because because part of my heritage is uh, Hispanic. Mm-hmm. My parents, when they came here, their their first language being Spanish, coming from Panama. There are certain cultural things that might be similar. You know. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> so why can't we find common ground and relate on those things now? I'll be honest. Yeah. You and I know each other, so we do a lot of banter yeah, around each other. our cultures. Yeah. Um, because we know and we built up that common ground, mm-hmm. like I said, from that first conversation. Yeah. And we were we were human in our approach to it. Yeah. Um, and I think the danger we've run into is we've become very um, topic driven in the way we relate to each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let me find out how you feel about politics. Mm-hmm. Let me find out how you feel about morality. Let me find out how you feel about um, uh, freedom, you know, yeah. nationalism, all yeah. the things. Yeah. Instead of, let me find out, like, y- you look to be, um, like, maybe, to me, like, maybe you'd have stories about yeah. a period in life that I'm not there yet, yeah. right? So what does it feel like to be your age? Or what does it feel mm-hmm. like to be a grandfather now? I, I have children that are 28, yeah. I have children that are um, married. Mm-hmm. So how do you counsel them? You know, we relate humanly. Yeah, and, uh, and, and maybe there's different cultures would view those questions differently, mm. right? Right, like, and being okay with that. No, I, I'm, I'm saying it's the way we learn from one another, mm-hmm. right? So uh, Asian culture, for example, they have a real honor for their elders mm-hmm. in a way that, and I don't mean that, Americans don't honor elders, but that you look at the Asian culture when they went through COVID, mm-hmm. like Japan, China, they're, they're very obedient. Like they, they don't break the rules. Right. It, it's not just from punishment. It's a culture. Right. They're very community centered. Community centered. Mm-hmm. They think us, not me. Right. 
And they also think the respect respect for authority right. takes on a whole different, you know. So the way they way the way they approach challenges is different than the way I approach challenges. Right. Right. Or the way they approach their elders, the way they see old people in their culture, will be different than the way I see. So one of the things that happens when we exchange views is that we learn from one another, right? Right. And we get to, to see where, oh, I could grab that for myself. Mm-hmm. For instance, when I came here, I heard about how Bethel focuses on fatherhood and motherhood. Like mm-hmm. we, we don't rally around agreement. We rally around mothers and fathers. Yeah. And that was news to me mm-hmm. because we were, as a society, moving toward if we disagree, we can't stay connected. Yeah. Or you're a hater. Right. <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, the, there <laughs> is the, there is rate. the extreme, right? Which right. kind of punishes you for not thinking like me. Like mm-hmm. if you don't think like me, I'm going to punish you. Right. So now, it, and and what I'm getting, what I'm saying by that is, it shuts me down. So you don't, you're never going to get to really know me. Exactly. Because I know that you are going to punish me if I don't think like you. Right. If I reveal to you, and and this is something we've talked about outside of the episodes, but um, talked about how people will code switch. Talk about that. So code switching. Um, When I was younger, my parents would um, have a way that they spoke at home. Of course, when they were speaking to each other, they would speak in Spanish to keep secrets from us. But um, My parents did the same. So funny. There's like um, this thing, and, and a friend of mine, she calls it pandemonium, but p- we're Panamanian. Yeah. And we just talk like this. We have a little accent. And if you hear us talking, you might think that we're from Jamaica or from the Caribbean, which is partly true. Yeah. Uh, but when we are interrupted by an outsider, we switch it up. So my mother, she'd come home and, I can't believe y'all didn't wash these dishes. Why am I also have to look like this? If I bring people here, I would be so embarrassed. And then the phone would ring. I can't. Y'all better clean this up. Bring, hello. This is Florencia. You now, know. why did she do that? What, be- was, what, was the core, what was the core belief that was driving that? As an immigrant, success required assimilation. Got it. Right? You, you won't get the job if you have uh, a different accent or if they can't understand your language. Um, so, so really the same thing we're talking about, like you're, being, you're actually being punished for, for you being you. Right. So you change to be something else. Right. 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 And you miss out on the color, the vibrancy, the richness that we would bring. We're, we're loud, we're boisterous, we're fun. We go after it directly. We, mm-hmm. we are direct communicators. Um, I mean, to a fault. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so wanting to be um, more accepted, wanting to feel like we are um, welcome, mm-hmm. we learn what that would look like, what the majority says mm-hmm. is acceptable, and we, we do that. So growing up, it was, you will speak proper English. You're going to... For the sake of something else, though. Flesh for the sa- for the sake of acceptance, right? For su- and success and success. Think yeah. about it. And all, I, all of it together. Your family did this. Yeah, they came to America. Yeah, for a better life. Yeah, and there's this American dream that they worked hard just to land on the soil to pursue. Yes, and so it's not just about their generation; it's about their legacy. 
Yeah. And I've sold everything. I've given up all that I know. I'm going to make sure not only I succeed, but my children and my children's children. And so the way that I have to do it is going to be assimilating, finding the things that are acceptable and aligning with those things and then teaching my kids, well, this is what I did, so you're going to have to do it too. And expecting that generation upon generation will build on my success. Yeah, and, and what you lose, what you can lose not necessarily you do lose, but what you can lose, you, you can lose your soul. Yes. And because you've given up your culture out of fear. Right. For the fear of not being accepted. The right. The fear of not being successful. Right. And so I, I have a relationship with someone I think is Spanish. Mm-hmm. But actually, their Spanishness I don't even know. Right. Or in your case, you're Panamanian. I don't even know. Right. Because you're not actually... You're not actually behaving inside your culture when I'm with you. Right. You're behaving inside. I feel unsafe to do it. You're you're behaving inside of my culture when you do that. Right. And therefore, you're actually not being fully alive. Right. And And, and here's where prejudice grows, right? Yes. Because you're like, well, I interact with Jamila, and she's a black woman. She's a Latina. Why don't you behave this way? Well, because we are not a mono, I am not representing a monolith. I'm not. I'm not um, one person speaking for all, but I am an example. Um, and I think we we might have touched on this too um, before. But I think about diversity differently now. Talk about that. Uh, the world thinks of diversity racially. Okay. Like, okay, we have a diverse board of directors. If we have a white male, a black female, a Asian, yeah. you know, um, a Span, gay done. person, you yeah. know, yeah. We, we think of diversity yeah, in go, those senses. Um, but diversity can look like you're lined up with a group of men that on the outside all present white, but one is from Poland, one is from Iceland, one yeah. is from America. And we have to have that in school ministry, right? Exactly. You got 72 countries represented last year. Right. right. And people look at us and they're like, you're a white school. I'm like, those are 127 Germans right there. Right. They may look like Chris, but Chris is from Spain. Right. Right. They're from Germany. Yeah. Or like me. Yeah. You say, well, um, that's a black woman. No, I am diverse. Yes. I'm a Latina black woman. Yeah. Right. So you would put me in the lineup of Latinas. Uh, Hispanic women. You don't look And like I Hispanic. don't look like I'm Hispanic. But that's actually more your culture than like... Than African-American. African-American. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, therein, of course, lies the difference between, well, why can't I call this one black and why can't I call that one African-American? Because one is geographically based. Yeah. The other is more racially based. Yeah. Wow. So... I think it's a great conversation. Yeah. So where we want to go, though, is how do we get to where you, as an example, let's talk about your mom for a minute. Mm-hmm. Let's pretend your mom's here. Mm-hmm. How do we get your mom to be herself with me mm-hmm. and feel good about it? As an example, more of a metaphor, like, like, where, how do we get there where you get to be you and I get to be me and we actually understand that we, that we are, you know, in our case, one family of God, but we have this beautiful diversity that we don't have to be the same 
to actually be unified. Mm -hmm. Well, in the church, we have a leg up Mm -hmm. because we know we all spiritually come from the same background. Yep. For all have fallen short. Yeah. And we all lean on. So we all get the same dad. That's right. We all need the salvation that only comes through the one, Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Our Mary might be different. Right. Right. I love that. You know, my brother from another mother, right? Yeah. But... But the point is, our father is the same father. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to relate to you based on um, what the world says you're about. I'm going to find out what you're about. Mm-hmm. And we do that through interaction. Yeah. Um, I think it's something that we're doing more of at mm-hmm. Bethel, uh, more in this generation of Bethel. Bethel is many generations. Yeah, yeah. 60 years or something. Yeah. Right. So the first generation, they did it in living rooms. Yeah. They did it in living rooms. They were um, meeting as families. Yeah. And they didn't have a big old building. Right. <laughs> they didn't have anything. They had yeah. a living room. Yeah. Let's fast forward to um, the generation that you're you're a part of, which mm-hmm. is you and Bill mm-hmm. were in one community, a very small community. Yeah. For and, twenty years. And you came to the Lord. The Lord moved you to Weaverville. And you go to this church where you meet the pres- meet the presence of God, yeah, in a different way, in a profound way. Mm-hmm. You guys start doing life together. I remember you told me stories about how you would go and and make sure that uh, Bill's trash made it to the end of the road. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there was a season of time where you lived with him. Yeah, you know that's how. Yeah, you didn't relate to him solely as pastor. But you related to him as man, father, friend. And I think we are starting to do that again. Yeah. We're starting to, uh, you know, have uh, uh, time in our get-togethers. Even uh, for the, uh, a recent event, we got together as a leadership team for dinner. Yeah. And we sat down, we laughed together. Mm-hmm. And then we prayed together. Um, our kids were running around Every Sunday morning, that's what we're doing yeah. in the offices before we enter into the, the main sanctuary. We've got our kids crawling on top of each other while we pray. I mean, it's just living life and doing life together. And no one feeling like, I have to switch it up in order to be welcome here. Yeah, and when you walk together, you can see where people, how people come to those conclusions and mindsets. Mm-hmm. For instance, politically, we often see things differently because of where we come from. Right. And and when you're when you when you don't have relationships with people, or we could say theologically. Right. You'd say the way we view the Bible, the way we view our relationship with Jesus, the way we view lots of things, right? Mm-hmm. My I, you know, I, I my sense of humor. My my sense of humor comes from my, my Spanish family. Mm-hmm. I mean, the if they were endeared to you, the more they were endeared to you the more they teased you. Mm-hmm. Yes, that so is you. <laughs> it's, it's my entire, like, if you met my grandkids, you met, like, they're, they're all, like, we're all like that. Yes. And so, and then when you come into, for example, Asian culture is the polar opposite. Mm-hmm. Like you do not make fun of people. You don't tease people. That is very dishonoring. Right. So it's like, but, but we learn, we walk with people, and we learn their culture. Mm-hmm. And we understand, oh, that's how, that's how your culture operates because these are the core values of that culture, which I probably need to learn and get connected to. Right. And here's the core values I grew up with. Right. And, and the way that we communicated and, and, and interacted and had fun. Mm-hmm. 
And, and you know, it's, it's like once I understand your culture, then I can navigate what you really meant when you said that. Right. And if I can't come to it on my own, I know I'm safe enough to ask you directly, hey, when you said that, it felt yeah. like you meant X, Y, Z. What did you mean by What that? did you mean? Yeah. yeah. Because I know you love me. I know you couldn't have meant what I think you meant. Yeah. But this is where prejudice comes in really, right? Mm-hmm. Because I don't take the time to ask or I don't make the connection. Yes. I don't make the connection. Mm-hmm. And I don't make the connection because I realize you're different than me and I'm afraid to ask why. Right. So I make up stories why I think you're different than me. Right. Right. Based Which, on your own culture instead of making the leap to try and understand mine. Yeah. Yeah. So we, got, we have about five more minutes. Let's, let's bridge this gap and take this home. Mm-hmm. What's on your mind? What, what, what do you want, what do you, how do you want people to, to finish this conversation? I want us to relate to one another and to find that behind our differences, there are commonalities. I want us to become more curious than we are afraid. I want us to stop letting the societal issues of the day dictate how we connect to those who are in our vicinities. Um, in Reading, not being such a ver- uh, diverse city, yeah. uh, it's going to be harder to find people that don't look like you do. Yeah. Um, but I'm one of them. I came with my husband. He's yeah. one of, you know, one and of your children and our children and the students that come here from all over the world are ways that we can begin to let curiosity connect us again. Um, I want us to accept what we hear instead of leading with a desire to change the other person. So that's a good point. Right. So if yeah. I come and I and we've seen this, people have come with um, pain from their cultural upbringing. Yeah. Yeah. People have come with um, racial traumas, uh, yeah. you know, being discriminated against. And instead of trying to move them past it too quickly, I want us to be able to sit with them in it to understand what that might yeah. feel like. Um, I recently did a talk in school where our students, um, we were in February, which is Black History Month, and so I was talking to them about how God saw people, and we've done that in part one, but he related to us geographically or familially, so again, Chris Valentin, the son of, or Chris Valentin, the Reddingite, right? Yes. If God relates to us in that way, then who are we to relate to one another any other way is number one. And then number two, the way that God related to a man had very um, um, important links to the calling God was about to present to him. So, for instance, Abraham was called, and it talks about his father, but, but it's because the Lord said, I want to call you out of your father's house to the land that I will show you. I'm making a difference in you. Right. So he related to him familiarly at first, and then he moved him to a different land because he didn't want him to be known by his land. He wanted him to be known by his father. Does yes. that make sense? Yeah, and, and in a way, he, if, if I'm following you, mm-hmm. and you can correct me, okay. he also wanted to change the, his culture to not be his ethnic culture, right. but to be his faith culture. Right. 
like his father was evidently not a man of faith. Right. So he's like, leave your father's house. Right. And basically a whole culture of unbelief. I want you to leave because mm-hmm. we're going to start. You're going to be the, you're going to be the father of many nations. Mm-hmm. Not your, not your father. Your, me. Yeah. Me. Uh, the Lord was making himself Abraham's father. And he was breaking ties with his natural father so that he could create a different culture. Yes. That wasn't related to his skin color. That wasn't related to his ethnicity. Mm-hmm. It wasn't related to his, even his generation. Right. 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 And, and this was the beginning of a patriarch. Yes. Where he's beginning, where he's actually creating a whole new, not eth- ethnic group, but he's creating a whole new culture. Right. 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 And so in, in sharing that um, with the students, looking at how God, uh, the Bible does say also that um, in, in Acts 17, that the Lord from one blood made every nation. Yep. In our case, in our spiritual case, that one blood was the blood of Christ. Exactly. Isn't that cool? So we all got the same genes. We've got the same genes. We got the same genes biologically mm-hmm. because we all derive from Adam, yeah. who was made in the image of God. Right. And we've got the same genes spiritually mm-hmm. because the blood of Jesus washes us all. So good. That is so cool. And so if God is who made us uh, connected in that way, then how could we use man-made constructs to divide ourselves again? Yeah. And then how could we use by our attitudes about that man-made construct? Um, how could we use those attitudes to further divide ourselves? I've seen it in black students who are like, well, I'm not accepted there, so we're going we're gonna to con- uh, yep. congregate around ourselves. ourselves and, and we produce us. Right. And then I've seen it where, well, you know, well, since you don't want to assimilate, we can't allow you to be a part of what we're doing. I've seen it from the majority culture. And I'm saying I would love for us to stop that. I would love for us to say that the way that I would express God, like if if I choose to worship God in Spanish and it's it's bringing the presence of God, I would love Mm. for us to make room for that. Yeah, exactly. I would love for us to make room for the gospel sound. And I'm not saying it as if we're not doing it. I'm saying in the global church, yeah. I would love for us to agree that God can come in any culture he desires to manifest himself through. And that that expression is just as holy as the ones we hold dear. Yeah, and we build bridges where there's now walls. Right. And I, I think that's beautiful. And we tend to fear what we don't understand. Right, so I, we need I, to get understanding. What, no matter the, your color, you tend to fear what you don't understand. Right. So this is really a great conversation about how do we understand? Right. And we're not going to understand if we're faking our culture. Right. Or per, like, I, I don't, I'm not alive with you. Right. Fully. Or you're not alive with me. Right. So then we're really not learning culture. Right. We're, we're, we're not connecting because I'm. We're afraid, self-protecting. I'm afraid to be me mm-hmm. because I'm afraid you won't accept me. Right. Really. Which kind of goes, which is kind of rooted in all humanity, right? The greatest fear I have is I'm going to reach out. You're not going to reach back. Right. And now we're just talking about it in a different way. Now we're talking about it in, in ethnic groups. But right. It's the same everywhere. But when I do reach out and you do reach back, how much is broken just in that? Right. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we're at the point where some of us have to take the step 
not having any guarantees. I'm I'm kind of doing that here, right? It's faith, right? <laughs> not with you, but in terms of the larger mm-hmm. audience, we are taking that first step of reaching out and saying, hey, watch us have a conversation. Yeah, but what, one of the things that I think helps this, right, is that when I put my arm around you, mm-hmm. metaphorically speaking, mm-hmm. and let's say uh, two-thirds of the congregation, which is mostly white, if, they li- if they're from, originate from here, mm-hmm. and they see me embrace you, then they're like, oh, sh- he must have reached out and she reached back. Mm-hmm. You, do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it lessens the risk right. that I'm going to reach out as maybe a white reading person, mm-hmm. and you're not going to reach back. Right. So what I'm getting at is our relationship is breaking barriers exactly. for other people because we're, we're demonstrating that we reached out to one, one another, and even though we're different, we made a connection. Right. And, and so it was clunky. Do yeah. you remember that? Yeah, It oh, was clunky. But love, love was the foundation. Most relationships, like for me, I, I have a lot of social anxiety. Mm-hmm. People probably wouldn't know that because I'm, Obviously, I'm not supposed to. I'm a public person. So I, I think for me, relationships with anybody that I don't know, like I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not great at meeting a stranger because I don't do small talk. Amen. So it's always clunky for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I have to work really hard to get past that first couple conversations because I, I, I have so much social anxiety. But that wasn't even why. Yeah. It was it was because you don't do small talk. Yeah. And um we went deep fast. Yeah. And and when we found the parts where we didn't quite see, yeah. we let that rub make us both better. Yeah. And that's what that's yeah. what I really want to see us do. We are more resilient than society has made us look totally. on this subject. I can take a little bit of rubbing of you not understanding or me not understanding for the purpose of eventually us fitting well together. I think that conflict is good for relationships mm-hmm. when it is based in, in love. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, faith for the wounds of a friend, there's a verse for it. Yes. It's like your friends can wound you and you come back for more tomorrow because you know they love you. Right. So I think that, that that connection where we're rubbing each other the wrong way, so to speak, mm-hmm. But what's happening is we're not even realizing we're rubbing each other the wrong way, but we're actually sharpening each other. Yeah. And we're actually rubbing off the... Oh, I was better for it. Okay. I want you to pray. Yeah. A lot of people watching this, different backgrounds, different, you know, and, and you know, we li- honestly, we, we still live in a country that's got a ton of prejudice. Yeah. So you pray. Yeah. Lord, you are our father. Mm-hmm all of our Father. You watch over us. You Mm -hmm. fill us with your Spirit. You guide us in all truth. And so, God, guide us into Mm -hmm. true connection. Mm -hmm. Guide us into living full out, Mm -hmm. being fully courageous to Mm -hmm. bring our full selves to every interaction. Yes, Lord. And not just look for what is familiar or safe, but to realize in you we have all the safety, protection, love, belonging that we need mm-hmm. so we can fully interact with one another from that place yes, in you. Lord. I pray, God, that as we embolden others to walk this out in their communities and with mm-hmm. their surroundings, God, that you would let them have wins 
that there would be real connection that happens Mm -hmm. and we would not shrink back because someone told us this is hard. But we would fully march forward knowing you have got us in the palm of your hand and you are Mm -hmm. moving us toward the unity of the brethren. Yes, Lord. We love you and we honor you and we trust you in this, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us. I hope you enjoyed this conversation and uh, we hope that you follow us next week. God bless you. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks so much for listening to my podcast. If you want to find out more, read my blog or listen to the previous podcast episodes. Go to chrisvelleton.com. Have an awesome day.